listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J.M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm Fred Long, and I'm with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, and this is Proof Text, P-R-O-V-E-T-E-X-T. We're Proving the text, we're, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm spelling it out. So yeah, we're trying to like dig deep into the text and like justify everything from context. And we're looking at the nitty gritty Greek here. Michael is reading the text for us. So whether you're listening, you can follow along. Whether you're watching, you you get to see us live and our expressions and Michael's hats and yurt background and here i'm in my little man cave bedroom with purple lights in the back how you doing yeah all right i noticed we got red shirts on today so we got the yeah we're matching um yeah today we're at galatians 5 9 and 10 so -hmm. if you're watching along we'll have the greek text up on the screen here in just a moment if you're listening um then that's fine too because we'll read it out loud as fred said a moment ago so there it is the greek text in all its glory uh fred i'm gonna jump right into it galatians 5 9 very short verse here mikra zume olonto furama zumu yeah a little, so yeah go ahead. i was gonna say a little yeast leavens the whole dough all right verse 10 hey just uh, one one thing on pronunciation here we have <laughs> the omicron with the rough breathing mark which we call dasupanevma it's rough breathing remember that in the koine air pronunciation when we have rough breathing marks we don't do the <sighs> sound the aspiration as in erasmian that's just smooth right um psilon pnevma really the das pnevma and psilon pnevma work the same way they're both smooth in terms of um prophora pronunciation so olon instead of halan you can hear there that's a really good example fred of where koine era pronunciation kept and erasmian sound very different halan versus olon yep yeah you do something like halanta olondo halanta olondo yeah. so very very different sound doesn't even sound like the same language yeah yeah that's good that's very helpful well this verse has a syndeton there's no connector conjunction and i think this might be a record of how many sentences are connected by a syndeton and the thing is that they're different you know sometimes you'll find parallel like really clearly parallel ones but i think we're on to our fourth sentence and the next sentence verse 10 is going to be a syndeton as well so this is really interesting discourse i mean this would be very notable uh to Thursday. hear this and and to not and not to hear the con- any connectors and and this is a proverb Mikra zume, a little yeast, the whole dough leavens, literally. So you have quantitative 
stress uh, by, by way of referencing that you just have a little thing goes through the whole dough. Now, the same kind of metaphor Paul uses in 1 Corinthians uh, 5 and 6, 5 for sure, um, talking about the influence of sin on a community. Just a little bit goes through the whole dough. So small goes to the whole. So yeah, yeah. Um, very, very interesting. And then the verb is zumo'o, zumo'o, um, and in terms of its uh, formation, it's an Omicron contract verb. And uh, the ending looks way weird for a verb. You're not used to seeing an Omicron Yoda. Zumu. But it's actually an Epsilon Yoda that's combining with the Omicron to uh, the contract Omicron. Uh, and it's... It, it, uh, we're left with an Omicron Iota with a circumflex accent. So Levens. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the verse is simple enough. It's a little proverb. Uh, again, why is it connected with Ascendaton? It may be a, a move from specific to general. So verse 8, talking about a particular kind of persuasion. And then there's kind of this 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 a little bit of a break to talk about this general proverb. So yeah, it's a proverb. Um, it seems to me that there's a connection though. I mean, so there seems to be symbolism going on, right? That this this yeast is representative of something as is the dough. And I think oh, yeah. it begs yeah. us to ask, well, what is the yeast representative of? What's the dough representative? I would venture to think that the dough, the whole the whole dough is representative of the church in Galatia or the church in general, whereas the yeast is this dissuasion away from truth or persuasion away from truth. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, either that or it's the persuasion itself of verse eight. So is it um, not obeying the truth? Is that the yeast? So that would be like sin properly, or is it the, the pismone of verse 8, the persuasion. Yeah. So which is this? Yeah. yeah, that's a great a great point. I mean... Um, He's obviously drawing an analogy, right? Yeah. This is an analogy, and there's a metaphor involved that the community and sin is like a yeast in relation to a ball of dough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think Jewish teachers use this kind of thing, right? Jesus does, although yeah. he surprisingly changes it to be positive. That yeast is a positive thing. Normally, it's it's not a positive thing because you're wanting unleavened bread. But it Jesus turns it into a positive analogy, parable of of the kingdom. And that's, you know, that's the prov provoking, you know, there's a provoking nature to Jesus at times where he's using language in ways that gets us thinking. Uh, yeah. he, he, he uses hyperbole. Uh, he uh, also uses paradoxes. Uh, paradox would be like the one who wants to save his life must lose it. It's a paradox. 
Um, so yeah, so Paul's is speaking here with by way of analogy. It's yeah. interesting. I mean, we've been paying attention to like syllables and sounds um, in the last couple episodes. And it's interesting to me that when he's talking about sort of food here, that you get this string of muse, the mm-mm-mm-mm, right? You get the mikra, zume, furama, zumu, that mm-mm-mm-mm. Like it's just, I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's purposeful or has any connection, but it is intriguing to me and something I notice. Yeah. So. It's also interesting that, you know, entailed with getting circumcised would be, um, you know, food regulations. So he goes to food analogy, but... You know, I guess that would only be applicable over Passover to eat the unleavened bread. I think apart from that, Jews ate unleavened bread or leavened bread. But that for that night, not. But anyway. All right. Should yeah. we go into verse 10? Yeah, it would be interesting just before going to verse 10. Like as an exegete or a, a somewhat of a historian, I would one question I would ask here. Uh, because I am super interested in the move from running to kind of calling, but really running to bread. I'm I'm wondering if there there's any link in ancient practice of eating bread before running, or just I'm I'm curious about this connection between running and bread, and why uh, why he goes from one to the other. What is the what is the contextual connection that he's making that others would have, would have made. Right. Um, well, I, don't know. I do this know is... that athletes who are involved in um, a long distance cycle or running will carb, uh, will eat a lot right. of carbs. Exactly. Before the race. Um, is that true yeah. in antiquity that that's, I, you know, they they figured a lot of things out and maybe even surpass us in understanding these kinds of things. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. I, that just comes to mind as we're looking at that. Maybe there's uh, something there for somebody listening and wants to do a conference paper or something. I don't know. Credit us. But um, yeah, let's go to 10. This is a little bit of a lengthy verse. Ego pepyutha isumasen kirio, otiuden alo fronesete, o de terrason yumas vastasito crima, ostisean e. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of S's. Mm. The, the latter half, particularly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fascinating how, I mean, there does seem to be syllable clustering going on, right? Like, like it's hard not to notice. Uh, in one, one line, you have a bunch of kappas, in another line, you have a bunch of muse and another line you 
You have a bunch of sigmas. It, mm-hmm. it is just absolutely fascinating to me. Anyways. Mm-hmm. More about do persuasion. Think, do you, yeah, do ahead. you, no, I was going to say, do you see any pronunciation things? A lot of times you, you guide us. Is there anything you'd want to coach us um, on in terms of pronunciation? Um, Peputha. Yeah, Peputha. Just the stress Peputha. on the epsilon. The only thing yeah. I'm uh, noticing is this Tarasson. You got that double yeah. sigma. You don't have yeah. to hold that out longer, but if you, you can, a split second with those double consonants, Tarasson. Like it. It, it, yeah. it kind of even just sounds nice. You get it down here in the next verse with Caruso, right? Uh, so holding those double consonants, just uh, those consonant pairs, just a split second longer. Yeah. All right. Well, verse 10, uh, two parts to it. The first part, 10a, 10a has no connector. Again, so this is the fifth sentence in a row. Four. So just notice Three. some something that each of these sentences from Galatians 5, 7, 8, 7b, 8, okay, 9, and 10, a, they have different subjects. So you're taking, you run... real quick, you're taking 7, etrechete kalos as its own sentence? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. all right. That's why, yeah. that's why yeah, I was going to say I mean, four. it's got a semicolon gotcha. punctuation, but yeah, I mean, it's it's its okay. own thing. You are running well, yeah. so you all plural. Tis, who? There's a different subject. The persuasion. Yeah, tis. Uh, so okay. The persuasion. Yep. Then you have yeast. And then you have I, ego. So there's a stress on this I, perhaps, to interject you know, you have all these other different subjects than I, but then you do have um, pe- pepitha, uh perfect tense, have been, am persuaded, I am persuaded, this resultative, resultative effect. I am persuaded for you in the Lord. And all of that is unnecessary because <laughs> uh, it's all a meta comment. It's all Paul's expression of confidence. So I am confident in you is a way. So Paul's presence comes to the fore here, and he is giving his convinced opinion about them uh, in the Lord. So I'm convinced, is umas, for you. I almost want to take it in regard to you. But, I, you know, I'm convinced for you. Uh, it's translated often, I have confidence in you. You know, I am persuaded in you in the Lord. So in the Lord is, some, is interesting because um, a lot of times when you add it, it's almost like a condition, you know, provided that you remain in the Lord. So in the Lord, you in the Lord, I'm convinced of something that you will think nothing other that you will think nothing other. That's what he's convinced of. But the condition is there in the Lord. So if you're in the Lord, you won't think anything other than what I've been saying. Uh, okay. Can I? Can I suggest? Can I? Can I? Uh, 
explore for some translation options here. Sure. So we have the the emphatic ego peputha, isumas in kirio oti, and I've just trained myself. Whenever I see those otis, just stop and play. Like otis for me are playgrounds. <laughs> um, so the peputha ego peputha. So initially, I was looking at the in kirio. Let's go there first. I was mm-hmm. wondering, could this be? by the Lord. I know we could do the I with the genitive or other types of genitive constructions, but sometimes in with the dative does mean by. We see it in Revelation several times. We see it in Gospel of Mark sometimes. Um, and, and yeah, instrument of person. Yeah, it, it does yeah, occur. So, so, like, I, so this is one idea I was just having. I myself have been persuaded in the Lord for you. And then because, but then I was thinking, well, persuasion can also have to do with some sort of speaking, right? It has to do with speaking. Uh, I have been persuaded uh, about you all um, in the Lord this. Uh, and sort of doing like the recitative OT and then sure. the what, what follows is what the content of what he's been yes. persuaded about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was taking it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would take it. Yeah. Rather th- as a this rather than a because. Oh, yeah, I didn't take it as because. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're on the same page. Yeah, the OT okay. is the All content right. of what he's persuaded regarding them. That or this, colon, you will think nothing other. Yes, good. That you will think nothing other. So the uden alo, alo is um, neuter singular uh, accusative. It matches in with the, it aligns with uden. It's in agreement with uden. Uh, then, um, boy, I keep I keep hearing echoes back to one seven through ten. No, I know. <laughs> right. Yes, because he it's says there uh, nothing other, no other. There is no other gospel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this uh, this kind of way of thinking, uh, it just seems like Paul knew where he was going in this argument, and um, this, I mean the next few words take us right back there. Oh, the terrasson. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I'm. He says in one six, I'm surprised that you're so quickly changing from the one who called you in the grace of Christ to another gospel, which is not another. So he's yes. using these words of other and al- so etoros and alos. So it seems like he's evoking that kind of prior context here. Uh, as we saw, he's, the word kaleo, the verb kaleo again, that kind of stuff. And then here's the word tarasso. Moreover, so now we're back at 510b, Ode Terason. Moreover, the one troubling you, present tense and perfective aspect, the one troubling you, Bastadzi, will bear Tokrima, the judgment. Uh, Ostis Eon A, whoever he may be. Yeah. Whoever he may be. 
So he may not know who this is. But it's interesting that uh, he seems to think that it came from one person. So is this uh, James? Is it Peter? But it's plural earlier. Yeah, isn't it? Am I remembering wrong? Uh, Galatians 1.7? They preach to you another gospel. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's they're, they're wanting, Yeah, they're yeah. wanting to. Yeah, they're they're troubling you. Yeah, so I guess I guess that what that would mean then in five ten b is just that he's 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 narrowing the scope. The one troubling you. I don't know. It may it may be that he's recognizing behind the plural is a, is a singular. But uh, for some reason, yeah, he moves from that same verb being plural, the ones troubling, to now the one troubling you will face the judgment, whoever he may be. Uh, the whoever he may be, um, second part of uh, 10b, is, uh, is, a, is a relative conditional uh, subordinate clause. It's a relative conditional protasis. Whoever he may be will bear the judgment. This is a uh, aeon with the subjunctive followed by the future indicative. This is a, a, the hallmark of what's called the future more vivid construction. This is a subtype with ostis, which is a relative pronoun. So it's a relative pronoun type. Remember that conditional sentences have different subtypes um, depending uh, whether the, there might be a temporal element Otan, there might be a relative pronoun like we have here, ostis or os. There might be a, a, a manner type. There might be a location type subtypes, which are rarer. But yeah, future more vivid. Well, I mean, that's, that's it. They will bear, that person will bear the judgment. So whose? Could, it, could this be... Um... The the o the singular o terason, rather than referring to an individual, be referring to the collective, like a group, uh, as in the group troubling you. Just just to be consonant with what we saw in one seven, you terason this. Another one is I was thinking, well, could this be? This one seems a little more abstract, perhaps, but moreover. The thing troubling you all uh, will endure judgment, whatever it is. Yeah. And in this case, uh, circumcision. No, yeah. I don't think so, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It's yeah, a, that, it's, that, it's that a masculine a... singular. Um, yeah. You have personal pronouns, you, plural. Um, oh, I get that. He's using these pronouns with precision. I think that yeah. he had to, be, he had also, to begin plural and work it. And, and what? Circumcision is feminine, too, by the way. Yeah. Persuasion uh, is feminine, I mean? No, peritome. Like, I was thinking of the referent. Oh. Could it possibly be circumcision yeah. will be destroyed? No, or... no, no. no. Well, yeah, it will be judged. Okay, well, yeah. It's good to ask those questions. Um, it's good to probe. Yeah. yeah, it's good to probe. Yeah, and then good. you have to be brought back to decoding and to the grammar translation approach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we look down at uh, look down at verse twelve. I mean, we have you anas uh, statundes yeah. again, the plural. Yeah. Right. The, the ones causing trouble for you or disturbing you. So yeah. it is fascinating that uh, we have the otarason there in the singular. Is it talking about a leader? Is it talking about the group as a collective? Mm -hmm. Which seems mm -hmm. more likely to me. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's this tension between individual and collective identity and personality. I just think it's both a lot of times. He may be just saying that there's going to be individual culpability. Period. Is, is it like uh, when we we talk when you hear somebody say something like, "Oh, um, I hate all of MAGA Nation" or "I hate all of MAGA," and it's really like mm -hmm. when you hear it comes that down to individuals you, you're, who you're, might act yeah, badly. Trump is really in mind, right? Like uh, mm. Trump is behind it all. So you mm. you you hate the collective, but really you're taking you got your sights set on the individual uh, who's sort of running the collective. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, do you have a parting? Do you have a parting shot for us, Michael? Yeah, I do have a parting shot. Um, it says, during my interview today. I poured some water into a cup and it overflowed a little bit. Nervous? Asked the interviewer. I simply replied, no, I just always give 110%. This is stupid. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, nice interviewing uh, tip there for those of you who Wanna may be interviewing punchy at some line. point soon. Yeah, show your... All right. uh, show your your wits Wait, there the... anyways yeah well, well thanks michael uh, yeah thank you appreciate it and many thanks to everybody for listening and tune in next time and uh we'll be glad to to hear from you as well leave a comment for us and interact with us until next time we hope that helps interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glow's House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glowsahouse.com today. Glow's House, language resources for the global community.